Hello and welcome to the Sigma Update, the show where we take what's been happening on in the Ergo community and try to give it to you in little bite-sized chunks and hopefully in an hour, depending on how it goes. I'm QX and welcome back, CW. I missed you so much last week. How you doing? Oh, thanks very much. Pleasure to be back here and, and chatting to your beautiful face again. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I've been a little bit under the weather, um, as many of sort of know throughout the ecosystem. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm back here and back on the horse and uh, delivering some content for you guys. So yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> All right, let's let's get right into it. Um, we'll start off with our first segment uh, called "Who's Who in the Community," and this one is a unique one. Our first one is somebody you've probably not heard about if you're not in the dev chats or any community dev chats like that. Uh, his handle is uh, PSB Boris, and he actually comes to us recently from the Cardano blockchain. And uh, I met him actually in some backend Tosi and Aneta chats. He does a lot of work for Tosi. He's um, uh, mainly an infrastructure dude. And some things that he does, let me share my screen real quick. Uh, for Cardano, at least, and I'm, I'm mentioning Cardano simply because uh, he hopes to do this for Ergo. He runs um, a repository for um, Cardano nodes, relay nodes uh, that can install on free for free BSD. And he is planning to uh, work on some packages that will allow you to do that with the Ergo nodes so that you can have a repository where you can do like a five minute install. I think they advertise on this site somewhere. Yeah, right here. Very nice. Um, he also, the moment he came over to Ergo, uh, the dude hits a, hit this ground with his feet running. He was messing around on the Ergo Explorer. And as we know, CW, Ergo Explorer gets a lot of heat from the central one, but you know that's mainly because there's massive amount of people hitting it and using it all the time. So- Especially in uh, big periods, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he came in and he, um, well, I'm on the rich list, but let's back up. <laughs> Um, he came in and he made his own node, uh, load balanced it, did some magic caching that he does with his um, infrastructure skills, and this thing is extremely fast. So if you're a, if you're a community dev and you want to hit uh, Explorer um, for some info or any nodes, you can uh, use this address here. You can also, if you're a community member that is not a dev, uh, let's make sure I don't have any thing okay good wallets up <laughs> in, <laughs> in nautilus you can go to settings and uh, developer mode and you can see uh, the graphql server in the explorer url and as you can see i've switched these over to his uh, instances here and my goodness if you know before when explorer is really busy i'd open up nautilus and you'd see the spinny thing for maybe 10 seconds and then it update your prices Ever since I've switched to this, it's, you know, a matter of a second or two and boom, your price is updated. And this is, you know, CW, the great thing about uh, the decentralization of Ergo, where anybody can spin up an Explorer. We take the load off the main, ex the, you know, we call it the main Explorer as far as that goes. And um, and you're good to go as far as that goes. Yeah, fantastic piece of utility. Um, obviously, not just having the Explorer instance there, but also running GraphQL as well. So um, obviously taking huge load off the main explorer like you just mentioned and um, yeah being able to sort of interact with the blockchain through a central entity but not um, have that lag time where you'll see on on the main explorer itself when 
it does hit peak time. So um, yeah, fantastic utility. And I hope a lot more people sort of do run this infrastructure because like you said, it does decentralize the network even further. Exactly, exactly. Um, next up, um, CW, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Next up, we have Crypto Quokka. Uh, so um, nice little sort of touch there to my Aussie heritage and Quokka, Quokka being native to Australia. Happy little animals they are. Um, and happy little person this guy is. Um, Crypto Quokka, if you don't know, is the founder and front-end dev of um, the NFT marketplace, Sky Harbor. Um, so yeah, he's been active in the community for a very long time now. Um, also was one of the founders of Ergosaurs, um, which is pretty cool little NFT um, series here. As you can see, uh, QX has brought that up on screen. Um, I believe he, he founded that with his sister, right? Yeah, with his sister, Jasmine. Um, so it's been cool to sort of see uh, people working together um, within the community. Like I know, um, uh, Crypto Quokka's working in conjunction with a number of sort of uh, different projects. But yeah, having his sister involved there as well, um, keeping the family ties in, it's fantastic to see. So yeah, you can reach uh, Quokka as well. Um, he's always open into the uh, in the general discussion um, channels and throughout Discord. And you can even find him on uh, Twitter. He's pretty active there. And uh, just also like to mention that um, I do like the new uh, Twitter bot that they've got for the to announce the sales. Oh, of, that is uh, amazing! NFTs. Yeah. So I think that's a fantastic little piece of utility. It is. You know, they had it without the image before, I think, right? And then they popped in the image of the uh, the NFT that was sold. It's it's really nice to be scrolling through your Twitter feed, seeing that, seeing yep. what was bought. Um, it, it really adds some good value and some um, pathway in from an external social part into the into the NFT space in Ergo. Yeah, definitely. And I, uh, uh, crypto. He he's mainly a front end dev, I believe, right? Yeah, mainly working on the front ends. Um, I know he's sort of working with uh, Night Owl a little, I believe, uh, and then the Duckpools.io side of things. Uh, but yeah, main sort of front here is um, the Sky Harbor, like I just mentioned, and they've done a fantastic job having that sort of simplest simple um, interface. Uh, easy to navigate. You've got the collections and everything there. I think it's a fantastic little layout. Yeah, yeah. And I believe he also is working on, um, uh, what did he just ping me? Yeah, there it is. He is working on an API feed for uh, Sky Harbor so that essentially anybody can build their own UI to interact with the uh, smart contracts that they use for this. So uh, Awesome. Super, super, super nifty. If you want to come up with your own idea as far as that and you have front-end knowledge you just build it tap into their contracts and you're good to go you have your own kind of nft space right there yeah fantastic uh great all right let's move on to another mention we're doing three this week um it is crandano you do see him posting uh, a lot of announcements he'll post uh updates in discords um, he is very active in the Sigma Nonce program, so you'll see him around that. You may see him reach out to you for certain things. He's uh, working, I believe, with Noah as well on uh, an ambassadorship program that we're working on for Sigma Nonce. Uh, right now, he's been helping kickstart Singularity.net's or Singularity.net's ambassador program. Um, and he gave, <laughs> I got to read this. He said, <laughs> he said, I'm into AI, VR music, and long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> And to show you, your beautiful rose petal bath. 
yes exactly <laughs> it's, it's just all the love around here go it's fantastic and um he 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 wasn't sure if if i wanted to mention this but i think we definitely should but crandano is starting a book club for ergonauts and anyone interested uh so if you are interested in joining a book club uh with like-minded thinkers um you can follow him on twitter at um at sign crandano yeah i love the um little recap uh messages that he sends throughout the like the marketing groups and things like that um it'll basically summarize i don't know maybe four or five things that has happened throughout the week that's pretty, pretty notable and he'll provide links and everything like that so um people putting that sort of stuff together is invaluable in my opinion and it just keeps um it makes a makes it easy for people to keep their finger on the pulse if they haven't been in the chats all week and things like that they can just do a nice little recap of um uh, those messages and things so yeah it's great little utility there all right well that's it for uh who's who let's move on to dev updates for dummies yeah so we actually had the activation of the uh 5.0 dock fork so um basically what that does is it introduces a hybrid costing model um, where we used to previously only have ahead of time costings where costs were calculated to um uh, block cost was calculated. Um, now, what that introduces is a hybrid method where there's a just-in-time aspect as well, where script executions calculated like at the time of execution, um, and then the the fee for that is then put into the block of the for the ahead of time costing. Um, so, what the in essence, what it does in the simple terms is it allows more transactions and scripts and things like that to be able to be. Um, uh, sort of uh, jammed into a block itself so it doesn't the block times themselves they don't increase or they don't decrease sorry um, the block times will still be at a set or roughly two minutes the the protocol will try and keep um, the block times at two minutes for over a 24-hour period um, it just allows more transactions to be able to jammed into the blocks themselves so at peak times and things like that um, we'll see notable increases there but uh, there's a couple of uh tweets and, and comments being put out in regards to the efficiency gains. So uh, we saw um, with uh, ErgoPad, they basically um, decreased the sort of their staking payouts from around 50 blocks or so for that to be able to process those payouts. And they can actually do it now in two blocks, which is fantastic. Um, so that just shows the power of 5.0. And it's probably notable to say as well, like, this hasn't just happened overnight as well. Like it's, no, it's exactly. taken a 24, uh, around 12 months to 18 months sort of time period for to gather the information research and then sort of provide the coding. And um, then it has to go to the miners for a vote once it is actually sort of tested on the test net and everything um, to be able to be processed and, and put onto the uh, main chain itself for the softbox. So yeah, there is a big process and um, it's fantastic to see uh, something this big it's, and significant for the Ergo blockchain. And that's amazing that, you know, you're not speeding up block time. You're just jamming more info, ability to jam more info into the block. So you make, uh, essentially, you do make those faster as far as that goes. Yeah. So it's a win-win across the board, basically. So um, devs get faster um, processing and, and script execution and things like that from, oh, processing, sorry, from their side. 
uh, that in turn then is fed into the users and they have a better experience. But then also the miners then have um, a little bit more incentive by more fees being able to be put into the blocks themselves as well. So yeah, it's a win across the board. It's fantastic. Okay, next up is um, a little update by Blobstopia. I know we spoke about this our first episode, but it's a it's a it's a nice little update um, for those of you playing it. Let me just share share this. Uh, they've uh, released a Windows executable for um, automatic fighting, and essentially, you I have this downloaded. And I'll show you that as well. We'll do a lot of sharing screen sharing today. Um, here we go. So you can set some um, variables about uh, starting the bot, stopping the bot, uh, and such. You can set your seed phrase for your wallet in the environment file, for those of you that are familiar with it. And I know this is getting a little complicated for <laughs> devs for dummies, but this really is something that if you dip your feet into and you get stuck, just reach out to somebody. Once you get the hang of editing these config files and uh, put it, you know, in creating an env environment file, um, it's it's you know it's all the same after that, and it even sometimes traverses programming languages once you get the hang of that. But that's it. You you set up some parameters. You set your 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 seed phrase or your your uh, access to your wallet in the environment file, and then you hit go. And that thing sets itself as ready and it fights anything that comes after it until you shut it off or you run out of funds, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whichever comes first. Probably the latter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the most important thing, actually, big question here, have you managed to upgrade your crutch or not? I have not. I have not. Oh. And you know what? I fought, I think I fought the Blobinator. Um, Haley Pool? Is that, is it, am I saying that right? Haley Pool? Uh, or Haley Push? Yeah, I, sh I should have looked before I mentioned the name. Um, uh, was a very kind in the beginning when Noah and I were first there. Um, and um, the first couple of days, they gave us uh, some wheat or some uh, whatever the food uh, oats. is. Oats, yes, thank you. Um, and uh, we, I've just been hammering the Blobinator every time I can remember. <laughs> but I've won exactly zero times. <laughs> it's a Blobinator. I know. I've won a couple one-on-one -on -one fights with people um but i've never been able to get a blobinator they're pretty tough that's for sure and yeah. i think it's one in uh, one in one in six or five percent or it's a small it's a small chance no matter what strength you are that you're going to beat the blobinator but you do get a reward and it's 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 pretty neat after that yeah you know? it's good fun just being able to interact with something so simple that seems so simple but it's so fun and then the banter that goes along with it as well um yeah, it's fantastic to see and and observe everyone sort of getting involved with it. Yeah. Um, but it's probably also wise to note: um, don't put the seed phrase of your main wallet in there. Uh, just transfer a couple of erg here and there over to that one, and and just yeah, be a little bit um, wise on that one. All right, let's see. Uh, we are on to I didn't know where that was, and the first thing. Let me type this in. I thought I was prepared. This is really underutilized, I think, in the Ergo ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. It definitely deserves a lot more exposure, to be honest. Oh, we got we got to switch to dark mode so we don't burn our eyeballs out there. CW. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so this is Ergo Tutorials, and yeah. this is curated by um, some community members. You can reach out to them on Twitter if you need to. Um, so Lado Pixel. Yep, and thank you. And uh, I actually first discovered this when I was in ErgoHack 5 and I had my plan for what I was gonna do with a payroll system. And 
I, you know, I knew all the front end and the back end stuff for the off chain stuff, but I had no idea how to interact with the blockchain or actually send the payments. So I did a Google search of like, you know, can I do this in Python or something? And boom, there we go. Sending it with Python. Um, <laughs> and we're actually going to talk to the, the dev that wrote this um, in a little bit. Uh, so this is, here's an example. You can click right here and you have a really nice tutorial. Let's mute it. A really nice tutorial about how to send ergo with Python. You have um, using Ergo Mobile Wallet, uh, Ergo Node on a Mac, Swap and Stake Ergo Pad, Paper Wallet as well. Uh, I mean, there's an endless amount of um, really nice tutorials. And on top of that, they are working really hard to, as you can see up here, uh, English, Spanish, uh, Italian, French, several different languages translated into to get the most exposure uh, for our community as far as that goes. So they put yeah. a lot of effort into this. Also probably notable mention is um, the translation of the manifesto as well. That's also up there in different languages. So um, you can just tune in there and, and jump on and uh, listen to the manifesto as well. All right, let's move on to our next. I didn't know where that was. And I'm guessing a lot of you know where this next one is. Uh, but I want to show you anyway, because <laughs> it can really help out with your purchasing decisions or your swapping decisions for that kind of thing. Uh, let's go to something that moves around a little bit. There we go. I think that is pretty busy on um, uh, Spectrum. Uh, so you have your stuff. You're ready to send some, uh, do a swap. Uh, but if you look, you have this little button up here on the right to show you some charts. And let's show you what that does. So as we move our mouse over here, this means if I'm going from erg to Neta, this means that back then at this time, I would get 586 Neta for my erg. But as time went up, it looks like the price of Neta is dropping a little bit. So now I'm gonna get 605 Neta per erg. You can switch yep. the swap pair this way and the same thing goes back way so that means i'm going to get as time went on i get less erg back for the neta that uh, i'm swapping in this chart swap back same thing if i'm swapping the other way i get more neta for the erg that i'm sending and it works with you know it shows historic data for any token and the farther you go back you can see the bigger trend from a zoomed out view I, I usually have this up all the time, CW, when I do swaps, just to see, just to make sure that I'm not buying or swapping after a massive spike that <laughs> pops up. Yeah, exactly. Um, me personally, if it was up to me, I'd have it on as default, but um, obviously you did mention there and the whole, um, whole point of this segment as well is making people aware that there is actually price charts and things on Spectrum. There's a little uh, multiple sort of little buttons you can press here and there and different screens that bring up a lot of utility. Um, so this is just one of those that's kind of hidden away a little bit. I don't think it's too obvious that there is the price charts there, but um, yeah, it's a fantastic utility. Like you did mention, you can see um, the overall price trend um, for long periods of time. And um, if you want to do a quick spot, then you can just jump on there and have a look and see if um, QX has just dumped his bag of Neta or or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like it's fantastic little utility. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the next, what I want to show you, it's where we're on, um, where we're still on this window. I just wanted to show you quickly. Uh, I know that Captain, Captain, oh, Captain, 
already had a video out when he first released the test version. But let me just show you real quick again. Now you can see all my tipper bot stuff. Uh oh. Uh, so we're going to send it to ourselves. Uh, we're going to throw the address in here. We are going to send, let's do love. Yeah, some love. <laughs> and we are going to, in down here, you see where it says fee in ergo? In erg, we're going to change that to love. There we go. And we're going to zero out and trash the erg. So I am going to send one love to myself. And I'm going to pay the fee, the, the TX fee, in love. And it's actually fairly funny. It automatically picks us, of course, because this is what the swap rate at the um, uh, the Babel box uh, that was set up. And actually, I think I set it up and Cafe may have set another one up. So, <laughs> so that's uh, one, one love is all it takes to pay the transaction fee. So we're going to hit confirm. And we're going to type in my password, which I just forgot, and success. There we go. We have now Fantastic. sent, didn't pay a transaction fee, which was absolutely, well, I mean, I didn't pay it in, in ERG. In ERG, cool. yeah. And we were, we, we were talking about this the other day, right? About, um, let me stop sharing my screen. Yeah, a perfect example there is you could create a pretty nice meme and then you get a nice tip there from the comet guys. And um, obviously you only hold, comet in your wallet so if you want to sort of cash that out or swap it on the decks itself then you can do so with um just the, the comet that's in your wallet so yeah it's fantastic little utility there and um like you just showed the nice little example there sending love to yourself and on the explorer it's it's a little bit deceptive in a way where it says that there's no erg transaction fee um there is a transaction fee but it happens on the back end that could sort of open up a number of sort of potentials as well with um, multiple marketplaces then and arbitraging between Babel boxes and the decks and all kinds of things as well. So um, yeah, it's a fantastic utility there. We've just given a couple of examples on how to utilize that. Um, yeah, can't wait to see this adoption sort of go further um, utilizing the, the Babel fee mechanism. All right, let's do, um, let's move on to the community chats segments. Um, yep. CW, take the first one. Yeah, so with the community chats, um, like to highlight the community chats, sorry. Uh, we do these week weekly, um, they're on Tuesdays. Uh, unfortunately for myself, they're at 4 a.m., so I can't sort of tune in, unfortunately, on, and join. Um, yeah, get my sleep rugged once again. But they're fantastic to read through and, and get the sort of the tone of the ecosystem. Um, obviously, sort of, we have a number of different topics sort of each week, and um, this week was basically around 5.0, uh, leading into 6.0, starting that discussion. Um, even Satergo uh, was on there as well. So that's a full node wallet. Um, and then, yeah, generally sort of the discussion stems around DeFi as well. That's a main sort of player in, in the ecosystem as well. Um, but yeah, it can be anything around marketing or um, sort of what's hot in the week, uh, like say FTX falling out and things like that. Um, yeah, it's good to get involved and and speak to some of the core guys who do tune in and, and have these sort of nice in-depth discussions. And it just provides um, some substance in the community as well, having these sort of um, deep discussions as well. And that happens in the main Ergo platform chat? Yeah, on the main Telegram and um, Discord general channels. So if you're on, it doesn't matter what platform you're on there, they are bridged. So 
depending on which side you're on, you might see a little bot logo there, but that just means it's coming from Telegram or, or vice versa. So um, yeah, you don't miss out depending on which platform you're on. All right, cool. Uh, let's do... <laughs> so just you're want to apologize. because you're the cause of this. <laughs> just want to apologize to the community. <laughs> for for Monday um in baseless I mean I know I know baseless is a um uh a shit show <laughs> anyway <laughs> of non-seriousness and all that kind of stuff so I figured that was a really fun place to try to test this out and it started out with um you know all the news of um uh, ch uh, ch uh, ch uh open AI chat GPT and that kind of thing where you could type in a text prompt and get a feedback of that kind of thing and I said Hey, actually, the the guest we're going to interview next reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, have you heard of ChatGPT?" And I was like, "No, what's that?" And he's like, well, "Look at this." So I hopped on the web. I looked. He's like, "Can we build this into a bot?" I was like, eh, "It looks closed source." And he's like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it!" But then I dug a little deeper, and it looks like they offer it is closed source, but they offer an API key with some API access to it. So I just took that, and it's this <laughs> really as simple as um, I'll, I'll I'll show you. It's it's actually. Super simple. That's essentially my Perl code. And I will have to <laughs> hide my um, API key right there. But that's it. Essentially, you ping my bot, it activates this command and spits back out the um, <laughs> the response for OpenAI. Yeah. So after, after a, a day of that kind of thing, uh, and people getting a little upset, you know, I didn't want to... <laughs> You know, just because I could doesn't mean I should as far as that goes. So I took the liberty of doing this, and I'm not going to tell you where it is because you can come into Ergo Basis and um, and ask where it is. But I made a um, a chat that is called AI Ergo or Ergo AI. And not only did I add the um, open AI chat bot, but I also added the... Uh, um, stable diffusion bot as well and you can see that hq has been pounding this thing <laughs> relentlessly i think he told me he was going to bed like an hour ago and that's 57 prompts you know <laughs> after that kind of thing and what what we've done for fun too is um we are um you can actually have open ai chat write you a prompt that's super descriptive and and go for there so you can see he finally went to bed oh yeah <laughs> so yeah, um, with, um, if you haven't been around the socials uh, the last couple of, or basically week really, um, the open AI has been pretty popular across all social channels. And it's basically, you, um, you can just ask any question or phrase or basically anything. You can ask it anything and it'll, and it'll return some sort of text, whether you want to um, learn how to write a smart contract or if you want to get um, philosophical and ask all kinds of questions or simple question like why is the sky blue um, you can ask uh, and it'll return uh, this sort of text and things as well so in in baseless qx sort of released this and <laughs> everyone all the dgens everyone jumped on board and was asking all kinds of questions and it kind of spammed everything but um yeah it was pretty funny reading some of the the questions even responses as well i've implemented something like this at the university where i work uh for students and i consider it an idea generation prompt so if you have some sort of small writer's block about trying to find something, you throw the idea into the open, uh, open AI bot with just a couple sentences, ask for a short little description, boom, it shoots you out something that then you can look through, read it, 
spark the imagination, go from there. Same with the, the dream bot that I have in here for a stable diffusion. If you have some sort of imagery you're working on that you're stuck on and you need a couple prompts of ideas of what it might look like, um, I'm a horrible drawer, but I do stuff digitally. So I'm saved by my tools as far as that goes. But exactly like that, you, you stick it in there, you get an idea, you go from there, you even build off it because whatever uh, Stable Diffusion makes for you is essentially royalty-free as far as that goes and you can use it everywhere. So moral of the story, these kind of uh, tooling, these simple toolings, and I, I believe you've talked about this too when you've seen some of my stuff on the Dev Updates CW. Yep. Um, this kind of simple tooling can really, you know, ride in the background and educate you, uh, get you better at what you're doing, um, give you that stepping stone up to maybe start working on the blockchain directly at some point, you know, so that kind of yep. stuff's invaluable. And it's fun too, as long as the and it just DGEMs. builds engagement in the community itself. Um, just gets exactly. people up and talking and, and excited. And um, obviously, with the bear market and the market sentiment at the at the moment, um, things are sort of a little bit quiet across the channels. And little things like this, it just sparks interest and and starts a discussion. It's great. Yeah, I mean, how many other blockchain channels do you know that have a dedicated ai channel where you can you know <laughs> i'm just glad kind of personally stuff. that um open ai wasn't around when i was at school because that thing would have got smashed for my homework <laughs> oh my gosh it's crazy <laughs> definitely oh. <laughs> no that's i guess that's a quick worry you know you can't run that kind of stuff through a um plagiarism plagiarism uh yeah. detector because it's yeah. brand new brand new text yeah. every time absolutely yeah. insane um okay great um the last thing about community things that went on in the community um uh that were mentioned um you want to take this cw yeah it's a pretty big announcement that we saw recently uh or just this week and it was the um the mou signed in sri lanka by zengate um so people who aren't aware what zengate is it's one of, of dan's projects dan friedman um and his uh partner there sam um, he's Australian, so shout out, Sam. Uh, so what they've basically done is signed an MOU with um, uh, Sri Lankan entities to be able to uh, ultimately use Pal Palmyra. Um, it's like a commodity dex that he's actually putting together on the Zengate side um, and, and having Sri Lankan tea and um, other commodities and things on there. So uh, it's big for the ecosystem and Dan's been a big advocate and um, a big voice for commercial adoption of Ergo. And this is a huge step in that direction. What Dan's been delivering there on that front, um, it's fantastic to see. And, and hopefully um, we see a lot more of it um, with the commercial adoption side. Um, he's obviously been giving us updates and things like that, like obviously with Palmyra and, and the Zengate side, but then obviously with the um, uh, the education front as well, having um, like integration for Ergo courses uh, with a university and things like that. So um, yeah, getting out and about and discussing all these things and you, anyone from the community can start building these sort of business relations as well. So um, you may not have to be in business itself to be able to utilize the blockchain and things like that, but you might have, friends and family or contacts and all kinds of things. So you might be able to run the idea past them and see if they want to integrate um, uh, Ergo into their ecosystem at some point. So um, by all means, reach out and, and ask the question and start the conversation. That is, that's great. And I think he said too that um, when we dragged him into chat today for a brief second, you know, Dan's kind of the flyby texter where <laughs> you summon him, he comes for literally one statement and then he magically yeah. poofs away 
but he said that they were working on an MMA, uh, AMA soon about uh, about this. Yeah, yeah so you can jump onto their Discord channel, uh, the Zengate Discord channel, and uh, provide a number of questions and things there. And they'll do an AMA series and just answer community questions and things like that. So if you have any questions around uh, what this signing or the MOU uh, means for the Ergo ecosystem, Zengate, or even Palmyra, what it is and things like that, um, just seeking further information about the, the Zengate entity itself, um, by all means, jump on there and ask the questions. Uh, Dan and, and Sam will be able to um, provide those in detail. So it'd be great. Cool. Very cool. Um, all right. It looks like we have our, our guests coming on. Let's, uh, let's, bring them, let's bring them in. Fantastic. Sounds good. Nice to be here. Oh, thanks so much for coming. Hey. Pleasure <laughs> to have you, mate. Yeah, pleasure to be here. So you are MG Pi. I just want to give you a little backstory about MGPy. Uh, as I said earlier, when I was first um, diving into Ergohack 5 and I needed a way to interact with the blockchain and I, we came across MGPy script, um, I reached out to him in the back end of Discord and surely enough, he was more than happy to help out. Um, you know, I ran into some issues with my knowledge of Python as far as that goes, and he rushed me right through it, helped me out and, and got me going. So I was actually interacting with the blockchain after that. So MG, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came into the Ergo uh, environment, if you spend all your time in the Ergo environment or you dabble in other projects? Yeah, give us, give us, a, give us a little uh, a bio right now. Yeah, sure. So um, I joined the community here in March, I would say. So I believe, uh, or May, May, May 2021. So I got interested by actually, I was watching the son of a tech and who's a minor, a minor YouTuber. So, um, you know, I was getting bored of mining Ethereum. I was an Ethereum miner. So um, I wanted to see other coins that I could mine. So I saw Ergo introduced by son of a tech on YouTube. I watched his uh, video on what Ergo is and I became really interested because I really love the principles of Ergo, you know? developed in ethereum i did a little bit but not a lot i was a beginner like i said so i figured that in ethereum if anything i did it would get lost because there's just so many people developing constantly and it's an actual like team it's not like individuals anymore it's an actual team with funding from vts <laughs> and stuff doing the development so i can't keep up with it. so i was like you know if i do want to do some development and like share my work and I actually see people using it why not start with a small project that, you know, honestly needs it, right? Honestly needs a community. So that's how I saw Ergo as, and that's how I started off. So um, firstly, you know, I wanted to start off by a project, you know, so I decided um, an NFT project would be nice because I saw in the space that NFTs were there, but there were very few NFT projects there. I think mainly back then it was the Ergo, um, Ergo names. That was there. Yep. So I just saw that a lot. Problem was that first it wasn't open source, um, their back end. And second, it seemed all centralized everything because you know you needed someone to provide the NFTs, a centralized service to actually give the NFTs. And you were actually sending funds to a wallet. You weren't send like a P2PK wallet like uh, that begins with a nine. You weren't sending to a smart contract. So I was like. I'm pretty sure there must be a way to do this via smart contracts. And back then, uh, 
I had no idea how smart contracts worked on Ergo. It's completely different from Ethereum because on Ethereum, smart contracts, they do the work for you. So you don't have to do any backend, no off-chain stuff. I didn't understand that at the time. I was so confused. <laughs> so it was a huge learning curve. And, you know, I was I was beginner development. So I really only knew Python and I did a bit of Java because of school. So, um, oh man, that was really difficult trying to pick up all the... Uh, all the tools available on Ergo because there wasn't m many uh, much documentation at the time and it was only Java stuff and then there was a bit of Sigma Rust which is even worse than Java for me so I didn't even look at that so I was just looking at Java trying to learn and from there I, that's how I decided to come up with the, the Python wrapper that I made and, you know a called? few months later called, I think um, called ErgPy MG, can you tell us how, what, what are the features of ErgPy for, for, on very simplest terms? What, what, would, what would anybody be able to do if they um, ran some scripts with uh, ErgPy? Right. So um, the first example that I have essentially is very basic, which any dev would want to do, is send Erg, auto, automate sending Erg to a wallet address. So all you would do is enter your wallet address as a parameter and do like few other basic parameters like your wallet secret key, like your monomic, and then you would do amount you want to send, amount erg you want to send, any any tokens you want to add. So you could do that, all those basic parameters, and then it's just simple. Um, you just run the script and it does it for you. I wanted to make it as uh, simple as possible because um, I tried looking for examples when I joined. Do a simple send. With Simpleton, I couldn't find it. It took so long for me to figure that out. A simple send, but once I figured it out, I forked it into Python because I needed that so badly. That simple send. So I think if anyone wants to start off, that's the basic of um, that's the basic thing you should start off with is how to send or and study that really because uh, it's a different concept from um other blockchains to send or because you are working with boxes essentially. And that was you know not just doing that kind of thing. Even starting off something simple uh, as a new dev on uh, using ErgPy, um, you get introduced to so many different things. Like I, I try to send uh, double send. I try to send really fast twice, and all of a sudden I couldn't. So I was like, "MG, what the what the hell just happened? Why is it saying this?" And then you get dived into that world of why that happens. So you learn so much even from just you know poking the blockchain a little bit. I've said many a time as well um, in regards to developer tooling and. And just breaking down the barriers there. So obviously yourself, um, nice example there on ErgPy, you saw um, like a deficiency in the ecosystem where you wanted to see more utilization of Python. So you built the tool for it and then everyone can take advantage of that. So it's fantastic to see. Yeah, removing those small barriers, you just let the floodgates go after that, you know, yeah. make the opportunity. Tell me about... What are you doing for Comet? I see you jumping into the, the dev <laughs> updates once in a while with, with those DGENs, you know? I mean, DGENs in a loving way. I say it in a loving way. Um, <laughs> what are you working on with Comet? Yeah, so um, a few months back, um, Comet reached out to me about uh, working on a lottery, a decentralized lottery for them. And I figured that it would be a good project for me because I would get a better insight on how ErgoScript works and off-chain things work so um essentially what the project is is literally as i said it's a decentralized lottery and to make it decentralized you need heavy usage of ergo script smart contracts 
So um, there's a couple different contracts involved. Uh, anything in Ergo, um, more complex scripts, you need a proxy address, a proxy script, which lets the user send funds to the address. And um, it's picked up by another contract. And if something malfunctions, the proxy contract is able to refund the funds back to the user. So, you know, that, that's like one of the first step, first basic step of any complex uh, ErgoScript project. Then the second um, script essentially is, is the actual NFT, which I kind of add for my own project. So I kind of ported it to the lottery project. And NFT script is essentially, I call it ticket script. And that's where, uh, that's the contract that actually provides you the Comet lottery ticket. So if you send, if you send a erg to it, essentially it says that if there's funds being pulled from the proxy contract and it meets the proper conditions, then send the sender of the funds into the proxy contract, send that person and ticket or an NFT that represents a ticket. Essentially, that's what it does. And there's a second con, like a, or a third contract after that, which is the tokens, the comet, because you have to pay for the ticket in comet. So the the comet that's paid goes to another, the third script, which is I call it the collection script. That's where the script um holds the comet. And then there's a fourth and final contract, which is the winner selection contract. So at the end of whatever time period you could have a, a one day, one week, one month, one year. Uh, all funds goes to the winner contract and it's determined by some uh, selections we have. So there's like a random number that gets selected and there's a chance, percentage, like a 10% chance of that random person who got selected having a chance to actually win. And if that person wins, he gets uh, 90% or some, somewhere around that value, 90% of the funds are collected. Another 10% like cool airdrop stuff happens. And if the person loses a 10% chance, then um, the lottery starts back up again. I call this the version two of the lottery, the second iteration. And this process goes on until um, you know someone is selected. So then as I was mentioning earlier, ErgoScript is completely different. It, you, it doesn't do anything for you. So you actually have to write off-chain bots to execute these contracts, to actually work with these contracts you need to you need a node that essentially processes these transactions automatically. So you know, from the past month or so, I've been developing an off-chain bot, and the good part about this is is that it's not specifically for Comet. It's for you can use it. You can port this to other projects. I made it in a way so that I could also use it for other projects I make, or even if anyone else wants to use it. If I once I complete the documentation, of course. Um, other people can easily use this because I try to read through the off-chain bots that um, Ergodex uses. Any any large project needs bots, and that that is not an easy task to read what they do. So, um, hoping that you know once everything is audited properly and I make the contracts and the bot open source, that uh, other people can also use this bot to easily get their a service up and running because I think that's the next logical step what the ergo developer community needs. Like people don't understand even like other devs who don't work with ErgoScript, some of them don't understand that how ErgoScript operates, that you need another node to essentially process transactions. So if there's some 
good another library a good library for that i think that'll be really useful and that's that's that is that is really cool that you're you're opening up that uh that tooling to everybody else in the future that's you know i mean you've, you've shown that you've done that with ergpy um uh, as well and i think that's invaluable that's a whole you know sense of the community that you can even though you put a ton of work into this kind of thing you're happy to say hey let me let you stand on the shoulders of all this work I've done and you take it from here for making even something better next time. Kind of. Exactly. Yeah, it pays testament. I've said this numerous times and once again, um, like to the development community here um, and the emphasis on open source and everything like that, it just, it raises everyone. So all these little tools and things that come to fruition throughout um, time, then it just ultimately makes the barrier entry for the new person coming in a lot easier. And I just said it like obviously with the ErgPy side of things, but um, the, the execution bots or the off-chain bots, like you just mentioned, uh, people not having to reinvent the wheel for their project, they can come and, and utilize your open source code once it is audited and like you did mention um, and, and utilize it for their own project. It's fantastic. Um, can you tell us real quickly what and people hear this if they if they jump into the dev dev chats at all they may hear this uh, being passed around but tell us a little bit of history about Pinet what what is Pinet why is it called Pinet is it named after you is you know what's going on there yeah sure so um two months back we had uh, a second version of testnet five point testnet or maybe you know, more than a few months, but uh, it was the official test net and it was, it had really fast block times, five seconds, five, five second block times compared to the 100, 120 seconds the main net has. So the problem with five second block times are that it's too fast for infrastructure to ca catch up. So the nodes aren't designed to work at that fast speeds because it's constantly every five seconds, new transaction, new transaction, new transaction. Then the Explorer, it has to pick up that new transaction, process it, process it, and so on. So the Explorer, the API, the node code itself, it's not meant for five second transactions. It's not built around that premise. So, and so naturally it kept going on, you know, and the small issues very quickly added up with the fast blocks being produced and caused the testnet to essentially crash because other nodes can't keep up and it wasn't in sync. One node was at a different block height, another node was at a different block height. And um, this essentially just froze the blockchain. And, you know, being developers that we need quick access to a testnet, you know, to run whatever code because mainnet, not only you're spending your value- Well, that's what Comet's for on mainnet. You're also- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> hey, I worked on that front. So, um, not only you're spending your precious comet, you're actually it takes too long to confirm one twenty seconds. Although one 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 or once or twice that might that might be reasonable. When you're running several tests, you know you're spending hours on tests. You can't just be waiting for two minutes each time you run something. So you know. You had you needed your own you need a test net that essentially copies everything, but maybe it's a little faster. So you know I figured out how to um, compile a new how to essentially launch a new network. So I launched a new network, and I and of course I named it after myself because I launched it, and uh, it changed the block time to something a little more reasonable around forty seconds, and um, I put up the infrastructure. It's not easy. I mean it's it's not hard to 
put, put, launch a new chain, put up your node, but it's a little bit harder to run up the infrastructure around that, like the API and Explorer. So that's why I believe a lot of, not, not a lot of people actually consider doing this. So, you know, I just put a couple, I put a lot of infrastructure on, um, on cloud providers and I shared that out because I needed it for myself and I figured why not share it, you know, why should I just keep it to myself? So um, I decided to share it and, you know, I think the poor devs have a better things to do than look at it, make a new testnet. So they probably just, um, they just took mine and made that the official one and now finance the official. Yeah, doing the weekly developer updates, they didn't mention numerous times. And uh, I think one of the first times actually provided an update um, not sure whether it was myself or Armenio mentioned it, and it's basically pronounced it as pain net. So obviously, um, being a test net and testing code, um, and the difficulties that you can sort of see there, I think that was quite fitting sort of name, um, having that pain net sort of, um, analogy there. was quite funny. That is, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> one last thing for you, MG, um, tell us about Ergo Sapiens. Yeah. So, um, Ergo Sapiens is my uh, NFT project I've been working on for quite a while. So um, the premise of that is that it's a it's an entirely decentralized NFT system. So you know all NFTs they're um they're stored in the metadata of NFTs. So in order to be decentralized, you cannot rely on someone's private key because if you before the way to do this was um or before like extensive research the way to do this was um you need someone's private key to sign sign a transaction or else if i just had everything in the contracts then someone just could anyone could sign anyone could sign it but that means that they could also edit the metadata of the tokens itself and they could put anything they want in it and claim it and claim that i was the owner like i'm the artist and they could put whatever in the description image or whatever they could modify, you know, that obviously attracts bad actors. And I don't want that to be associated with my wallet address, whatever came out of it. So that, that posed a huge issue into uh, making decentralized NFTs. So when um, PZ came out with his uh, AVL3 uh, SDK, um, you know, I talked to him and did some research and I figured out that uh, you could use AVL cheese which is also known as Plasma, to store tons of data on the Ergo blockchain. And AVL chooses the data system that's actually been planned to use for scaling solutions. Like that's gonna be the backbone of scaling solutions. So this is pretty cool tech that's being used for these NFTs. So these AVL chooses essentially store NFT metadata and you can access it via smart contracts. And that's how that's how NFTs are being um, decentralized. And to add on to that, um, there's uh, the Anon Real uh, developer of uh, Ergo Auction House came up is coming up or already came up with new standards, two standards that really enhance the the space of NFTs on Ergo because um, you're able to have more rich metadata specified in the smart contract itself and you're able to play around with that data inside the smart contract before you couldn't it was just arbitrary text and there's no way of parsing it in smart contracts so now with these v2 standards you actually get access to this metadata within your smart contracts which is huge because you know you can actually have 
everything set centralized in the smart contract and pulling data from the NFTs. Like that's super cool. And um, this is new too, as much as far as I um, I know. I don't think you would exactly do something to this extent on Ethereum because Ethereum does stuff differently where they store metadata on IPFS and it just points to that link on blockchain. It's like, oh, go to this link if you want to see the data. In Ergo, I love Ergo because no, you're not going anywhere. It's inside the registries itself. It's in the actual blockchain. That's the cool part. So since it's actually in the blockchain itself, in the metadata, smart contracts now have access to this data. So that's the really cool part. So along with this edition, the second edition there is is with um collection, collection, NFT collections, because before there's no way of associating one NFT and another one to the same collection, which kind of poses a huge problem, which, which honestly I would say is one of the issues for NFT space in Ergo. But this collection standard really helps improve that because it's all all these NFTs are being able are able to be linked to one like in Cardano, the same as policy ID. So essentially, this collection standard allows for something similar, really similar to that. And I'm working on implementing that within my uh, already the smart contracts with the AVLGs and everything. So, um, and as far as I know, no NFT collection or anything and any other NFTs on Ergo have, have done this so far just because it's so, so novel. So hopefully I'm looking to that's, pioneer that's, that. That's, that's crazy. So, so in short though, just to explain for some people who that may have gone over a lot of people's heads, which is fine. Um, uh, Ergo doesn't have something called policy IDs when you, when you, when you create a token. So if we're on Cardano per se, I could take that policy ID plug it into Blockfrost or some other tool that lets me scan the, the blockchain for Cardano. And I could then see every single um, um, NFT that was part of that policy ID. But Ergo doesn't have that. And I don't think we can deep dive into why that happened. That's for your other shows, CW. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but you're saying, in short, what you're saying is that you are developing a method to be able to put specific IDs, essentially data, inside this uh, these registers, which are a store of data for the, um, the block. Um, uh, and then you can, same way, you can look up these things and link them based on that uh, idea. Yeah, hopefully we'll have something out in the next few months. You know, I'm going to have good free time during my uh, holiday break. So that's going to be fun. Oh, that's right. That's right. I can see you're in a dorm room right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> One thing I sort of, the way I can kind of picture things at times and things like that, but this, with all this utility and things um, you're building along the way, like in, for instance, ErgPi and um, then ultimately ending up now into the NFT space um, with that utility there for um, utilizing AVL trees and everything like that. But think about it from the perspective of just sort of simple arithmetic and things like that. Like, yeah, you can throw a couple of numbers together and you can do the sums in your head. But for people who may not have been involved in any sort of math at all and things like that, you actually show the working on your piece of paper and the conclusion of the of the sum of the figures that you come to. Um, ultimately, all this tooling that's being put together by not just yourself, but everyone else in the community is all that little sort of um, notes written on the paper and all the working out and everything like that as well. So um, ultimately, it does allow people to get to the point where they want to be, but utilizing different aspects and utility throughout the ecosystem. And 
um, open sourcing everything and being able to um, discuss different points and things like that. Through, um, like I said, QX, you, you reached out to MG and asked for a couple of questions, but um, everything like this in the developer community, it gets me excited. And um, yeah, ultimately, end of the day, it just breaks down the barrier for entry for the newcomers into the ecosystem. I don't have any more questions for you, MG. I really appreciate you being here. Is there anything you want to say uh, in closing? Um, no, this was great. Thank you for having me on. Um, you know, overall, I'm really excited to see the progress in the Ergo community because I don't see anything slowing down. There's just more projects daily. If you're active in the developer, if you watch the Ergo platform YouTube videos, you'll see that there's always new people just popping up, you know, looking to start new projects. Like we had uh, Ergflip come out of nowhere and I, I don't even think he knew too much about the Ergo ecosystem. Yeah. And bam, now he already has a project on. So, you know, it goes that we're having good developer onboarding and it's just going to get better from here. So I'm glad the Ergo platform is growing even in the bear market uh, considering the ecosystem or the economy around us. So I'm happy to be here with everyone. The community's happy to have you. And it's just a testament to your, your idea of, you know, all the work that you put into it and then just throwing it up there for somebody else to use is a testament to what Ergo is about. And you're just, you're embodying that in, in what you say and in your actions as well. And that's the kind of stuff that lets people like the Ergflip person come in and create that app in two weeks without any previous knowledge. And then, well, I just saw a, a update yesterday that he's added two more games or something, which like just out of the blue. So it's that, that kind of stuff's amazing. And it gives me uh, great hope that, you know, Ergo is a sustainable uh, ecosystem that's you know can weather weather even the toughest storms yeah very well said um there's not much i can add to the two comments you've just made there gentlemen so um yeah i'll just leave that one there um, mg thank you very much for tuning in today of course thanks for having me goodbye well that was great um I mean, I think I could talk all night about <laughs> about that kind of um, demeanor and attitude and and focus that somebody like MGPI has uh, and the benefit that it comes to the ecosystem. So I'm just going to cut myself off and move on to the next segment right now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just epitomizes Ergo as a whole, isn't it? Having that yeah. open collaborative mindset, um, everyone benefits. Absolutely insane. I can't imagine going to uh, another chain and and having that same kind of discourse. It's 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 why it's why we're here 100 uh, percent okay we're, we're starting to close up um the next section we have is uh the sigma knots update segment and i know last week i spoke a lot about uh at the end about what the sigma knots are and and how to um how to maybe get involved with it or who to reach out to and if you're watching the ama was that today was the ama today um. no Last night for me. Last okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you if you watch that, um, I managed to sneak in a question to Joe to have him start talking about the uh, sigma knots a little bit there. So a little info there. But um, sig sigma knots. Um, we had a really amazing all sigs meeting last week. Uh, we had uh, probably three or four times more people than we've had in the past. Uh, we joined the sig cans and the sigma knots for the first time for that meeting which was a, a fantastic idea by one of the community members. Uh, we've got a mission statement that's hardening up this week. Um, so we should be able to vote on it and at least get it in place uh, by Sunday. Uh, social 
coming along. I did some tweets last week, uh, hoping for some more. We've got some volunteer support to help with that. Uh, Treasury talk as well goes hand in hand with social. Uh, we're really coming along. We're picking up some steam. And stay tuned, please, for some communications from us as we develop more of an onboarding process that's a little bit clearer. And um, hopefully we reach out and catch some of you guys to come in and, and, and join with us uh, as Sigmanauts. It's, uh, it's a very fun uh, overview thing to sit on and to be part of, to really kind of steer directions of something that you love and you love being in as far as that goes. Yeah. It kind of stems onto um, like something I mentioned earlier as well. A lot of people do mention uh, or or have the, raised the question on how to get integrated or involved in the ergo ecosystem and uh, who may not necessarily have the development um, background. And this is a perfect example of how to do so. So you might have skills across numerous sort of factors, um, whether that's uh, community management, um, you can have graphic design, or you can just want to be involved in somewhere and just offer your help um, doing language translation, like you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a perfect example of how you can get involved and just um, uh, the links up on the website, if you want to sort of onboard there um, and the current process, but like you mentioned, you're trying to streamline that at the moment. Um, but yeah, following along on the discussions and the chats and everything, it's great to see everyone finding their voice and ironing out all these little sort of intricacies for the, the program itself. And ultimately, um, being sort of a decentralized organization I see how they are set up hopefully at some point and yeah numerous aspects so yeah it's exciting times ahead that is great cw you want to close it out for today i think we've had a healthy discussion we've definitely gone over time may have to make some <laughs> cuts <laughs> but um yeah. but yeah feel free go for it yeah as always um been a pleasure chatting once again and and great for um mg to be able to jump on and, and uh, provide great insight there uh, as always, it's been a pleasure bringing all this information and we have um, numerous sort of things going on throughout the week to, to look out for. Uh, Tuesdays, it kicks off with the community chats on Telegram and Discord. Uh, Wednesdays at 1 UTC is the uh, weekly developer chat. So if you want to jump on and um, if you're developing something yourself or you want to sort of just follow along, you can jump onto Discord there and um, the, on the development channel. Uh, Thursdays, we have the AMAs and weekly updates. Uh, obviously, with that, Joe's pretty frequent there and sort of alternate between Alex and, and Dan himself. Uh, we have the this show itself, um, the Sigma update. Um, pleasure always talking to yourself, uh, QX, there. And obviously, uh, one of the shows that I do, or a couple of shows, the Hash It Out, um, one of the great times I find each week, just being able to go on and talk with uh, with Noah and Armenio, um, just about anything sort of relevant in the industry that's current or um, basically uh, crypto related, philosophically related. Um, we'd love to have a lot of new community members jump on board as well. So if you're interested in tuning into that, um, just hit me up in the DMs and um, we can organize a time to do so. We normally record on Wednesdays. And uh, finally is the weekly developer update on Sundays. Um, my favorite time of the, the week, jumping on there and going through that with, um, with Joe and myself and um, being able to see all the progress that's happening week to week. And um, I just, I'm always dumbfounded by the amount of sort of, uh, yeah. the, the amount of information and the progress that the developers, whether it's a community dev or the core side, um, what they sort of put in each week, it's just amazing. And, uh, there's no signs of that slowing up whatsoever. No, absolutely fantastic. 
Well, thank you so much, CW. I'm so glad you're feeling better. So glad to have you back on the show. Um, um, everybody, be safe, be smart. And if you can't do those, just hold it. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Thank you.